Welcome to our Rock City Church podcast. We are so excited to have you join us. Our desire is that you would listen with expectancy for what God wants to do in your life. We pray that you would encounter the mighty love of the Father and that you would be fired up for the more that He has for you. What is so wonderful, as I proved on the first service, I don't need a lot of time. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you're the teacher, we thank you. How many people by the raising of the hands would honestly tell me, hey, Brian, hey, dude, I would like to see more of my prayers answered. Raise your hands. Thank you for being honest. Amen. <clears throat> I used to feel the same way. So I began to seek the Lord. He's the one with the answers. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 21, verses 21 through 22. I really don't have to do much plowing here because of the great foundation and the great work that's been done by the leaders and the pastors of this church. So I'm going to be like the guy that's just coming to sow seed. I'm a farmer today. Matthew chapter 21, verse 21 through 22. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, If ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do to this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto the mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea. It shall be done, and all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer believing, ye shall receive. See, the reason many of you are not seeing the amount of prayers answered that you desire, it is not because of the absence of faith, but it's because of the presence of doubt with your faith. Mm. Because all it takes is a mustard seed size of faith. And I remember saying, my faith must be like not even there. <laughs> if it all it takes is a mustard seed, I mean, I'm, I'm not getting anything answered, it seems. And when the Lord began to show me this, he says, if you believe and doubt not, showing that the two can be present at the same time. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. All of you have been given faith sufficient for salvation, for miracles, for whatever you need. God is not requiring you to produce something. It's not like the Egyptians, you're going to make bricks without straw. He gives you the measure of faith that is sufficient. But now, whatever you receive from heaven, you must become a steward. You must protect that. You have to fight to receive from heaven, for it is written... For the time of John the Baptist, even to now the violent take the kingdom of God violently. 
That's why rednecks are so successful in the kingdom of God. Amen. Because we'll fight for it. I got tired of being poor. I got tired of being busted, disgusted, and couldn't be trusted. And I really didn't like when someone challenged me and said, you can't do that. Oh, yeah? Is that right? I can't do that? Mm. Oh, just thinking about that gets me stirred up. So you have the measure of faith given to everybody. Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness. You notice after long-suffering, it says be gentle. <laughs> it's kind of teaching you something. I know you're suffering, but still be kind, okay? Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. So there's a fruit of faith. There's a measure of faith. And there's also a gift of faith. The measure of faith, you're responsible to protect and to keep it holy and pure and undefiled. The fruit of faith, you're responsible to choose to use it and to be a steward of it also. Now, the gift of faith, it operates by the Holy Ghost, and you have no control over that. I remember they wanted me to do CPR to a dead man, and I got down to do CPR, and the gift of faith rose up, and I heard God say, spirit of this man returned to his body, and the man came back from the dead, and I almost died. Because I was about this close, and his eyes opened up. I was like, ah! So I definitely knew it was not my faith. But it was the Holy Spirit, the gift of faith that is inside me. If you believe and doubt not, I'm going to show you some scriptures here where we see the disciples had faith and doubt, where we see many places. So you're going to be like, man, I don't feel so bad now. Because even Jesus' disciples, now I call them his posse. Even his posse would mess up, okay? Listen to this. I like it when you use the scripture. I thought, man, I'm going to use that scripture there. Jude verse 20. Jude only has one chapter. Verse 20, go all the way to Revelations and turn left. It's the book right before there, okay? Jude verse 20, but ye beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. There's a couple of nuggets there. Building yourself up. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, Sharabakondo, you're like doing push-ups and set-ups and jumping jacks in the spirit. And the more you pray, the more you build yourself up. Proverbs says that a man's spirit sustains him in his infirmity. So you are healed resisting sickness. And when the symptoms come, symptoms is advertisement for sickness, but it's not sickness. Mm. My wife forbids me to stay up late and watch TV because I can break out the American Express on those infomercials. I'm telling you. Yeah, I can do some shopping. I've got juicers and stuff that I don't ever use, man. Jack LaLanne juicers and stuff. It takes 500 oranges to make one little cup and stuff, you know. She's like, why do you buy that stuff? I'm like, it was a deal. <laughs> so sickness, symptoms is advertisement. You don't have to purchase. You don't have to click. Quit saying, you know, man, like, how you doing? Oh, I'm catching the healing, brother. That's what I'm doing. I'm catching the healing. Not like, oh, I'm, I, I don't feel good. Begin to use the power of words. Your daddy God is a creator. You should be a creator junior or a creator juniorette. Woo, glory. Somebody like that. <laughs> you heard that, yell? They're not only a member of my fan club, they're the president. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Now, we're sticking with Jude 20. But ye, beloved, building up yourself. You're working out. You're building your spirit. Your spirit, you must fast often to crucify your flesh and let your spirit, man, be stronger than your soul and your emotions and your body. And then you will be, for as many as are led by the spirit are the sons of God. So you have to not only be full of the Spirit, born of the Spirit, but you now must be led by the Spirit and not by your emotions. I know so many people, you'll be like, <laughs> it'll be like, what happened? We're led by happenings. January 1st, I started this 10 years ago, and it really works. I stand up January 1st when everybody's making the resolutions, and I say, I cancel all bad things for this year. I make a decision that I will not let what bad happen controls my emotions. Because, ladies and gentlemen, whoever controls your emotions controls you. Some people, if they're very religious, will be like, man, I don't like your preaching, Brian, because you use so much humor. And I'm like, I guess you don't understand that there's a kingdom of heaven there, there's a kingdom of heaven here. And the Bible said, God sits in the heavens and he laughs. So inside me, God is laughing at your enemies, your sickness, your disease. Oh, my God. Did you even understand? I'm not under the influence of anything but the Holy Ghost. And last night, we were almost falling out of our chairs. The presence of God was so thick. I'm like, come on, bring it on, bring it on. I woke up this morning. I haven't been high in 36 years. I woke up with a hangover this morning. I got up and like, what the world's wrong with my head? I've been kicked by a mule. Whew. Uh, but I wouldn't serve a God that couldn't knock me out. <laughs> you're doing it again. But you're in charge. <laughs> breathe, breathe. I'm doing spiritual lamans because <laughs> I'm about to burst something. <laughs> Woo. Oh, my wife called and said, Behave, Brian, behave. I'm trying, honey. If you're listening, baby girl, I'm listening. I'm trying. But ye beloved, building up yourself in your most holy faith, you must learn that everything from God is holy. He's a holy God, a pure God, a clean God. That's why he gives you tongues. It's a language you never cuss in, you never lied in, you never sinned in. A pure and holy language. If you're not dramatic, you need to be. If you're not dramatic, you're boring. Man, you should see me in my motel room. I'm Kung Fu Charlie, baby. I, I get into prayer. Yo tengo el poder en el nombre de Jesucristo. Glory. I got the power. And I didn't even drink any coffee. <laughs> you hear that it says praying in your most holy faith. The point I'm trying to make there right now is this, ladies and gentlemen. You're a steward of that holy faith. Don't let people defile your faith. By speaking words of doubt, doubt is dirty and it's unclean. Oh, that's done away with. God doesn't do that anymore. Maybe the God that you serve is retired. Maybe you serve the great I was. 
but I serve the great I am. He's not just a crutch for me. He's the bone in my body. I need him. It doesn't bother me to say, I have need of the great I am. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. At any time you think I'm foolish, you're in the flesh. That's just what that just said. It says, your natural mind cannot understand the things of God. As I read the Synoptic Gospels, I see that when Jesus was moved by the Holy Spirit, people were saying, I've never seen it done this way before. He speaks not like the Pharisees, but was someone with authority. Man, I was in Pakistan, demon-possessed woman there, and I quoted my favorite scripture, Luke 10, 19. Behold, I've been given power to tread over serpents and scorpions, over all the power of the enemy, because I was reminding myself, and I was reminding the devil, I am who I am, because of what he's done, not because of my performance. And when I finished quoting that scripture, that I've got power, this woman who spoke no English, a man's voice spoke out of her very deep, and said, Brian, I have power too. I said, shut up. give you permission to talk to me you are a fallen angel I am seated in heavenly places I broke my covenant with you the day I made a covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ I was redeemed purchased from this slavery and brought under the king of king and the lord of lords so darkness you don't have no authority over me anymore I'm not paying taxes or tariffs or any dues to you ever again. Mm. Mm. Behave, Brian, behave. So you must bypass trying to figure this out. I really feel sorry for people that are analytical. Oh, they've got to figure this out. Man, I can be like, okay, Jesus, let's do it. <laughs> That's pretty weird, but I'm weird too, so let's do it. <laughs> First few years of being saved, I tried to be religious and nothing happened. When God said, just be yourself with my anointing upon you. Just be my child and love people. People are so depressed. I had a beautiful young lady here the other night. She said, I want to kill myself. And I'm like, no, girl, that's a, that's a permanent solution for a temporary problem. And I looked at her and I said, I need you. Dude, she began to weep. I told my wife, I said, can I bring her home? Can we adopt her? Because I need her. She needs me. She's part of the body of Christ. She comes in this morning glowing, man. Oh, there you are. I didn't even have to look for you because you're glowing. Jesus preached a milky message to the multitude. He preached a discipleship message to the 70. He preached a government message to the 12. And to the three, he glowed. Last night, we were glowing. <laughs> he was flowing, we were glowing. Listen to this. 
We're talking about doubt and unbelief being the same place. We're talking about protecting the faith and the gifts and the things that God gives you. Being a good stewardship because the enemy will come to try to steal from you. He's not laying down just because you said you prayed that great sinner's prayer. He's not going to quit coming again. Well, they got saved now. I guess I, I can't do nothing against you. That demon was going to try to talk me out of being who I was. Because when Jesus was driven by the Spirit in the book of Mark into the wilderness, every question and temptation the devil brought was against his identity. If you are a son, if you are a son, do a son trick for me. I ain't doing no tricks for you, devil. I'm led by the Spirit. Not by a non-believer, not by a person that wants to see if this is real. If you can't believe it, I can't help you. Because only the Holy Spirit can open up revelation to you. I'm not God. I'm just one of his kids. One of his better looking ones. <laughs> Wait a minute, you laughed too hard on that one. <laughs> Matthew chapter 28, verse 17. Jesus had raised from the dead. He had told his disciples, I will meet you in the hills of Galilee. I've been there multiple times. It's so beautiful. And he met him there. He'd raised from the dead. This was his posse. They'd gone to Jesus' Bible school for three and a half years. Don't you dare tell me there's a better Bible school in the world. And he met him there. And it said, and they worshiped him, but some doubted. What? Well, if they worship, they must have had faith, but it said some doubted. So there again, we see another scripture where faith and doubt is present. And no matter how great the pastor just said the worship was today, many of you worshiped, but you doubted that God wants to bless you financially, that he wants to pay your bills, that he wants to heal you. You worship and you're in hope and you're in desperation. Wait a minute, this is just what you're supposed to do in church. And you worshiped internally, and your worship might have made it five feet away from you, but if you really would have loosed your faith, he would have possessed you, and you would have been in another realm. I asked my brother sitting right now, I said, what did you feel here? He said, it was like I was translated and I was somewhere else. There is a realm of the spirit that is parallel with the natural realm. You may not be able to see, but you can feel it. I had people tell me, I've wanted to fill them. It's always by faith. I understand that that's hard, but there comes time where he says, I know you need an encounter. There's an encounter waiting for you. <sighs> but you've got to get out of your head. Your mind doesn't make up the words when you pray in tongues, so your mind can't understand it. It comes from your spirit. I don't have a problem praying in tongues because I talked for years and nobody knew what I was saying. <laughs> when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Mark 16, verse 9 and 15 through 15. Now, when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them, them being the, the apostles, the disciples, and she went and told them that had been with them as they mourned and wept. And they, when they heard that he was alive, had been seen of her, believed not. These are the apostles, the Bible school graduates. They'd seen him raise the dead, walk on water, calm the storms. They'd seen him do stuff that you and I would only desire to see. But they believed not. How is it possible that faith and doubt could be in the same place? Because one-third of you is spirit. 
two-thirds of you is really messed up. <laughs> you can paint the, the, the body, but your soul can really be messed up. Broken fragments of souls are all over this room right now. Oh, how I wish I just had months and months and months to take one of you at a time and fix you, but that's not my place. If it's not my place, it's not my grace. God's holding a responsibility to you to begin to find your place. And when you find that place, there's a supernatural grace to restore you and fix you. Amen? My, 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 my. They didn't believe the woman. Women, I want to say something to you right now. If you're you're a minister and you're a female in here, I want to share something with you. The boys were hiding. The boys were afraid. It was a woman who got the first commission to take an evangelistic message. He said, go tell them I got up. Is that not the gospel? Now, I said, okay, I can understand. She's a woman. They didn't have voting rights. They weren't allowed to have driver's license back then. They couldn't ride a camel, okay? (laughs) Women were not very respected in that that Far Eastern culture back then. So, okay, so you didn't believe a woman. That's great. I can kind of understand that. And she went and wept, and she told them that they'd been with them, and they did not believe her. Verse 12 after that, he, Christ, appeared in another form under two the, the, on the road to Emmaus. And they walked and they went into the country. And they went, and these two went and told to the residue, which means the apostles again, but neither did they believe them. They didn't believe the women. Okay, I understand it because of your culture. But now you're not believing two guys that knew the word and understand the word. You know what's so cool about these two guys? In the Jewish culture, up to the age of 13, you, you must study the word, memorize the, the, the word, the first five books, and you have to really get into this. But you know what it said? Luke 24, 45, one of my favorite scriptures. It said, and he opened their understanding to understand the scriptures. If he had to do this to people that were the carrier of the word, the knower of the word, what? does he going to have to do with a redneck Gentile like you? Should we not be praying, open my understanding? And when he opened their understanding, he didn't have much time with them. He, he did three things because see, they said, he was, what's the matter? Why are you guys so bummed out? And here's what he said. They said, we thought we found the Messiah, but he died. And he revealed, and he said, in the scriptures, that the Messiah must come and that the hands of the Pharisees must die and he must raise again. So he explained to them, what you thought was failure was fulfillment. Mm. And then it says that repentance and remission of sins must be preached everywhere. Most people only preach forgiveness of sins, but he's like, stop it. I'll never forget when I read the first time where the woman was caught in adultery. Jesus kneeled down and he wrote in the dirt. And I always thought, was he writing the name of the guy that they didn't bring? They just brought the girl? (laughs) I got an amen from right there. (laughs) Man. Was he writing the name of the priest? I mean the Pharisee, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Now listen to me, saints. He said, let you without sin cast the first stone. 
That should break the spirit of gossip in any place right there. But here's what's so sad. The only person that could forgive their sins, they each one dropped their stone signifying, I am a sinner. They took their sins with them and left, and they refused to answer the altar call. Because their culture, their position was more important to them than their relationship with God. They were a mosaic people that was worried about rules and regulation. In many places, Jesus would say, let's bypass the mosaic law. She was a daughter of Abraham. He took them back to relationship, to family. And he goes, where's where's just people condemning you? She said, they're not here, Lord. And he said, I don't condemn you. The Son of God came to save that which lost. He, God so loved the world, he sent his son. But he didn't send his son to condemn the world. God still loves the world. He's sending his sons. But he didn't send me to condemn you. And he hasn't sent you to condemn them. If you spill your milk, we just need to teach you how to clean your milk. But then he looked at her and he looked at her and she said, I don't condemn you. But stop it. It's like he said, put your hand out. He smacked your fingers. Take a Catholic ruler. <laughs> he said, go and sin no more. And I remember saying, Jesus, the girl's got a lust problem. You hadn't died. She couldn't be born again. She couldn't be filled with the spirit. And you're telling her to stop it. Go and sin no more. What's up with that? Que pasa? <laughs> and man, the Holy Spirit spoke to me so strong that day. And he said, Son, in my words that I speak is the power to perform it. You've got to learn that the word of God is not just written, but it's alive. And when you listen with ears to hear, when you go to this Bible school, you sign up, when you study, you're putting something that your mind can't understand, but it's literally alive. And Christ was the word that became flesh When you study the word and you get it inside you, you become the word. I was taking Dr. T.O. Osborne back to the airport one day, and I said, I've got a revelation I'm afraid to tell anybody. I said, but can I share it with you, sir? He said, yes, son, go ahead. I said, I'm the word, become flesh. And he goes, wow, and he screamed in my truck. I'm like, was that bad? He goes, no, that's good. He said, son, you're going to go far. He says, the word is seed, and the word becomes alive in you. You were a drug dealer. You was a bad person. You was a manipulator. He goes, now, but you're becoming him. The word is seed. I preached a sermon one time called, ye are dirt. Because you're created from the dirt of the ground. Take the rocks out. Take the stuff out. Prepare your soil to be sowed, the word of God, by the leaders. Of the house of God. Number one, he said the Messiah must die and rise again. Number two, repentance and forgiveness of sin must be preached everywhere. These are three things that Jesus revealed. And then he said this to him. And that you must be filled with the Holy Ghost. Three things he revealed there. You must be filled with the Holy Ghost. Because if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, 
There'll be a vacuum and a void inside you that something else will find its way there. You're the only creature creation that has a power center. And the dark side wants to get inside you to control you because death and life is in the power of tongue. It wants to curse and abuse and beat. But God wants to get inside to bless, to curse, to preach. Even if you're not called as full-time, you're all ministers of reconciliation. Mm. Doubt and unbelief in the same place. Check this out. The woman told the boys. The two guys told the boys. They didn't believe them. They're hiding now, verse 14. Afterwards, he, Christ, appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat, because Judas had already killed himself. Afterwards, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat eating, and he upbraided or rebuked them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. That's verse 14. This is hysterical to me. He rebukes them and said, you didn't believe I raised from the dead. Verse 15. Now, what you didn't believe, this is your job to do the rest of your life and go tell people what you didn't believe. <laughs> That's funny to me. And all of a sudden, I realized, if what you're telling people is your God assignment, if it's not impossible, it's not God. He'll never create an atmosphere where he's not needed. So don't be afraid of an impossible assignment. Get excited that miracles are about to happen. In the assignment that the Holy Spirit has spoken to you is the power to perform that assignment. Matthew chapter 17. Every preacher has multiple closings. And I want you to know how good I am. So I'm going to have multiple closings <laughs> in two and a half point five minutes. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 17. Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed. How many of your parents have prayed that? <laughs> Lord, have mercy on my kids. They're lunatics. And sore vex. For oftentimes he falls into the fire and often to the water. And I brought him to thy disciples and they could not cure him. Wait a minute. They're having a crusade. They're having an outdoor crusade. So they must believe. They've accepted the assignment. So we see faith. And when Jesus cast the devil out of the boy, the disciples said, yo, yo, Jesus. Come here, man. Que pasa? Why could we not cast the devil out? He said, because of your unbelief. And then he said, this kind comes out, not the devil, the unbelief. This kind comes out only with prayer and fasting. To take you to another level of the supernatural, if you want a miracle ministry, you're going to have to pray like Jesus. If you want a miracle ministry like Jesus, you've got to fast like Jesus. Do you hear me? Because earth and this body is an enemy to Christ. And you have to bring it under subjection. Mm. We have to bring it under subjection. So here we see 
The father looks at Jesus and Jesus says, hey, only believe. He says, I believe. No, son, wait a minute, I'm talking to Jesus. <laughs> he goes, help my unbelief. Wait a minute, did we not just find another passage where belief and unbelief was present? So, but also in the same passage, we see the nuggets of correction and how we do this. You must be honest and confess, I have unbelief. And you tell the Lord, and then you say, help my unbelief. So, but don't require God to do everything because God still requires you to do something and you need to fast and pray. And as you do, Lord, I'm fasting to get rid of this unbelief. I try to do three days a month, no food, water only, just to keep the unbelief out of my mind. Recently, the Lord spoke to me, says, I want you to double it. And I'm like, is that really you got? <laughs> That's six days, okay? <laughs> the number of man, huh? <laughs> and, and I must be getting ready to birth something. And I wanted to ask him why and all these questions. And I thought, you're the master and I'm the clay. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're the sculptor. Jesus isn't a genie. We can't disrespect him by rubbing the cover of our Bible three times. All the glory clone. It's not magical. It's supernatural. We must honor him. But we also have to be like this. The children that were thrown into the fiery furnace said, my God is able, but even if he doesn't. Daniel was thrown into the lion den. And the guy that threw him in there because he wouldn't worship the God, he goes, Daniel, did your God? The heathens are hoping that your God delivers you. They're watching. Get rid of your doubt and unbelief so you can sing the song of deliverance. My God is an awesome God. He reigns in heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. My God is a really cool God. <laughs> Kill the religion. Fast it out of your life. God never has spoken to me in King James. <laughs> hey, Brian, it's listeneth to me. I'll be like, Lord, you have a lisp. I didn't know you had a lisp. <laughs> What's that, Lord? Go hither, there is it, is it? <laughs> no, my Bible's King James. All my scriptures are memorized King James. So religious people don't stun me or send me emails or cards or letters. <laughs> but when the Holy Spirit speaks to me, he speaks to me in redneck. He speaks to me in hillbilly. <laughs> Even though I have a doctorate, he doesn't get all above me. He, he speaks to me in a way that I can't use an excuse I didn't understand. What do you mean love them, Lord? They're unlovable, Brian. 
everything I tell you to do is impossible. What do you mean forgive them? They're unforgivable. There's no one that's worthy of forgiveness, Brian. I'm in heaven. You're on earth. You're on my hands. You're on my feet. Do what, Lord? Pray for the ones that I don't like that you'll bless them? I would rather cut their tires. I'd rather pray the dog bites them. Let the seagulls of the ocean fly over the... Let them know who they've messed with. The whole problem, Brian, is they can't see me. They can only see you. He's worried about your pain. He doesn't heal people on an individual basis. He released healing. It's there available for you. He doesn't save people one at a time. He released forgiveness. It's available for you. You just must say, help my doubt and unbelief. I'm going to fast. I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to prepare myself. Do you ever see the movie, One Night with the King? She had to be prepared. Man, I'm preparing myself for my deliverance. I'm preparing myself for my promotion. I'm preparing myself. When I was in the Marine Corps, man, they would come in, white glove inspection. And you see, you'll always notice my shoes are always shining because I'm still a Marine. And it's in me. My belt goes left to right. My wallet's on my left. When I take a step, I go from left to right. I'm like, man, that's almost 40 years ago. And I'm still programmed for that. Can the Holy Spirit Please program you to represent him. Man, people need love. Love is the beginning. It's the fuel of faith. It'll bring you healing. When you know that no matter what anybody on earth has done, heaven is behind you. They're cheering you on. Exhort one another daily. Be excited about what God has for you. Tonight I'm going to be preaching on how to keep your healing, which will work on finances if you receive from heaven, which will work on deliverance if you receive from heaven. I want to teach you how to keep what God has given to you because the thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Even when, now listen, when David was doing the will of God and going to battle and being successful, he came back to Ziglag, and while he was doing God's will, the devil snuck in and ripped off his old lady, his children, his stuff, his crib, Took his Harley. Well, you know David had a, a motorcycle, don't you? It said his triumph was heard all over the nation. <laughs> and the Apostle Paul, his father, was actually crucified. I read that the other day. It said he was, my old man was on the cross. That was a joke, guys. You missed it. My old man, my father. Have you taken up your cross? Have you chosen the impossible? Walking for Christ and obeying him is more impossible than staying married. <laughs> because opposites attract and then they irritate. And to survive together you must learn 
to work together. And they went preaching everywhere, the Lord working with them. The devil's not only a liar, the devil's a legalist. A part-time Christian can't defeat a full-time devil. Many of you have hindrance and your doubt is being fed because you still have hidden sins. You know the old country song? No one knows what goes on behind closed doors. He knows. He knows. I know young people are like, what's that? I'm going to have to start Googling songs and stuff that people know in the areas when I go there. You all see me try to use American stuff when I'm in Africa. They're like, what? <laughs> I have people show up to my ministry. They think I'm Brian Adams from Canada. <laughs> the singer. And they get saved. So yeah, praise God. Every preacher likes to take an offering. I really want to take an offering right now. I want to collect your sins. It's a family business. I work for the family. <laughs> I want to collect every wrong thing you've ever done. Some of you have been in church for years, but you kick your dog, you cuss your wife, and you're looking at stuff on the internet you shouldn't do. And when you walk in the church door, you put on a smile. How you doing? Oh, too blessed to be stressed. But you're suicidal. You're more than a sipping sink. You're an alcoholic. You're abusing the medication the doctor gave you because you have trouble with reality because you don't know how to apply the word to reality. You don't know how to apply, allow the Holy Ghost to set you free. And as long as the devil's a legal ground in your life, you'll never be free. So if you're here today and you're not born again, you're going to hell. I operate on the side. I'm a businessman like him. I have a travel agency. I got some free tickets for eternal life. First class now, first class. No peanuts. The Lord's prepared a meal. Oh. You know the brisket's going to be good. There'll be Jewish priests praying over the pork. Come on. I'm sorry, I got a little carried away there. Let me invite you to the banquet. It's my father's house. There are many mansions. You're so important. If no one's told you today, you're awesome. He won't turn any of you away. How do I know? Dude, he accepted me. If he accepted me, you've got hope. You've got a chance. You say... Doctor, brother, evangelist, pastor, weird dude. Choose anyone you want, I don't care. Doctor, weird dude, I like that dude. Oh man, that's going on my website. <laughs> see, I want to be born again. I want to have my sins taken from me. Because see, most evangelists only want first time salvation, but I want you to be cleansed. Not only forgiven, but cleansed. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all sins. I want the odor of sin off of you. I want your sin-saying soul to be cleansed by the washing of the water of the word. Poor fuffle. You say, hey, Brian, 
We'll pray with you right now in the most supernatural prayer. I want to be born again, or if you're already born again, you say, you know, I, I, I'm really a jerk in sheep's clothing. Now you're afraid to raise your hand. <laughs> so let me get religious on you. Every head raised and every eye open. Because you know you're going to peek anyway. Then we have to have an altar call for peekers. Because <laughs> you're like, who is the heathen that's raising their hand? <laughs> it's scientifically proven if I make you laugh, you put your walls down. You already like me, you already trust me. Even though I'm untrustable and I'm unlikable. Supernaturally, it's happened. Raise your hand right now if you want to pray with me. In Jesus' name, come on. Raise your hand all over the crowd. Come on, raise your hands. Come on. If your hand is up, let your body follow your hand. Come on. Stand up. That's right. Come on. Come on. All over the place. They're standing everywhere. That's so beautiful. My gosh. That's so beautiful. And as a fluffy man, let me share something real quick with you about worship. You see this slim, handsome, attractive man. He dances because he's slim, handsome, and attractive. <laughs> but if you're fluffy like me and you worry about stuff shaking, just give a wave offering to the Lord. <laughs> and all the fluffy people said, Amen. I just had to break some religion off some people right there. That's all I did. I actually know what I'm doing. Whoever controls your emotions controls you. And I've just taken the control of your emotions. I've given it to the Holy Ghost. For this many people to stand, the Holy Ghost is in this room. Put your hands up in the air, please. You're under arrest. You do not have the right to remain silent. You must tell everyone what God has done for you. Now pray loudly, pray boldly, and believe by faith we're talking to God right now. Say, Dear Heavenly Father. I make, a decision I make a decision to forgive every person, to forgive every person who's ever hurt me. Ever hurt. I even forgive myself. I, forgive myself. I, let the past go. I let the past go. I surrender all excuses. I surrender all excuses. And I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe, Jesus is the Son of God. I believe He died for my sins. And He was raised from the dead. I believe He's alive. I want to serve him. I make a fresh commitment today to the Lord Jesus Christ. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. I am born again. I like the man with the hat. He's got a powerful beard. Just like Aaron, the anointing flows down on his beard. Put your hands up. Look up to heaven. And say, Daddy God, I receive your spirit of adoption. I'm not an orphan. I'm family. I have a place at your table. I receive your healing. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your deliverance. I receive your acceptance. I'm okay now because you said so.
Holy Spirit, have your way in this place today, I pray. Blow like a wind from heaven and blow all the bad stuff away. I break every generational curse, every spell, every incantation in the name of Jesus, of witchcraft. I command every spirit of sugar diabetes, high, low blood pressure, every bit of arthritis, bursitis, fibromyalgia, you leave the people in this room now in the name of Jesus. Bipolar, schizophrenia, suicide, I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. You must go and get off of God's kids now in the name of Jesus Christ. Skeletal alignments go into alignment now. Muscles be healed. Tumors dissolve. Deafness go. Vision be healed. If, if I mention something that you need, grab it. If I don't mention it, just say, Lord, I'll take mine right now. There's an outpouring of heaven right now. The windows are open. The glory is here. Where two or more gather together, he is here. Give him a big praise right now. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please subscribe and share it with your friends. And if you want to partner with us in what God is doing here at Rock City, you can give by visiting our website at rockcitycorpus.com slash give.